0: My name is Julia and I help lead the Oaks Community Church. Today I'm going to be talking about hope, what hope is, what the Bible says about hope and what that means to us as Christians. I felt prompted to explore the concept of hope after being impacted by something recently that I saw and then something I heard and I became curious about how our attitudes and language and behaviour can be subtly influenced by our culture and our circumstances and how that might be addressed. A while ago I was searching for a particular version of a scripture to create a large banner to hang in our main public hall. The scripture I was searching for was Isaiah 61 verses 1 to 3. It's a prophetic scripture and particularly meaningful to the oaks, as the reference for the oaks of righteousness in verse 3 was the inspiration for our name. It's also the scripture that Jesus chose to read in the synagogue at the very start of his ministry and that can be found in Luke 4 verse 18. But Jesus didn't just read the scripture. He pronounced that everything contained in it was fulfilled in him. It was a public declaration of who he was and what he was about, and it caused a little bit of a stir, to say the least. Isaiah 61 spoke of his true identity and his mandate. And likewise, Isaiah 61 is a declaration of who we, the Oaks, are and what we're about. It speaks of our identity and our mandates—that that is, the role that we as Christians have in our community. And it's also a perfect example of our four values, which are a high view of God, a high view of ourselves, a high view of others, and sacrificial love. The banner will serve to remind us of who we are and what we're about, and will also help communicate our identity to everyone who uses the building. As I searched online for a contemporary translation of the scripture, I came across a particular design that was produced by a small company on Etsy. I'll pop the company name at the end of this talk with the other resources. The design took my breath away, for although I've read and heard the scripture many times before, I was suddenly very aware, not only of the power of hope that we as individuals have in Jesus, and perhaps take for granted, but also the power of hope that we as Christians offer to others as we live out our daily lives and carry out the works that Jesus started as described in Isaiah 61. You see, the word hope today is defined pretty much as when you want something to be true or when you want something to happen, which in other words, is just wishful thinking. We've probably all been on the other side of those meh statements of hope it turns out okay or hope you get your job or your house or your car. But what is it exactly that we're offering? When we say this to someone experiencing deep trauma, can we really see something sorting itself out? without significant change, or human or miraculous intervention. The concept of hope in today's culture is perhaps optimistic, but actually implies a bit of doubt, crossing your fingers, maybe even a little bit of anxiety. It feels empty and powerless. However the Biblical meaning of hope is quite different. Hope is mentioned over 130 times across the Bible. And while a number of the words were used in the Hebrew scriptures, our Old Testament, the two most common were yakal and kava, subtly different, but essentially mean to trust and wait expectantly. This was not dreamy optimism, but a simple and firm expectation in God that he would provide, protect and heal. The original word for hope in the New Testament comes from the Greek word elpis, which means a confident expectation. And as we move through the Gospels and into Acts and the Epistles, we see the focus of hope is based on looking back to the risen Jesus in order to look forward to his promises of transformation and redemption. Here, the word hope is invested in the person of Jesus. Put simply, our hope, that is, both our current circumstances and our eternal future rest in Christ alone. But it is a choice. The second thing that impacted me recently occurred as I listened to a book called Atlas of the Heart. and It's by the research and social scientist, scientist Dr. Brenny Brown. The book is almost an encyclopedia of emotions. It's based on research studies from around the world and its purpose is to help us identify and understand and articulate different emotions as we encounter them in ourselves and in others. The author introduced the concept of hope by exclaiming that we need hope like we need air. To live without hope is to risk suffocating on hopelessness and despair. It is to risk being crushed by the belief that there is no way out of whatever is holding us back and no way to get what we desperately need. She went on then to explain that hope is not actually an emotion that caught my attention. It's not a warm fuzzy feeling that fills us with a sense of possibility and neither is it wishful thinking. Hope is actually a way of thinking, it's a cognitive process, it's an attitude or a behaviour and it's a choice. That means that hope is something that can be learned and it can be taught. According to psychologist C.R. Snyder, in order for hope to thrive there are three conditions that need to be present. That's goals, pathways and agency, which is our motivation self-belief to act. So we can set goals, we know where we want to go, we can work out how to get there and we need to remain flexible and you know, dealing with setbacks, which they're bound to be. Uh, and We believe in ourselves, we can do this. So what does this mean to us as people of faith? Well I think it's fair to say that we're living in a time of significant upheaval and it seems as though most of the world is under horrible pressure from the consequences of the climate, politics, war, economics, crime, sickness and disease. Just seems to be awful news wherever you turn. And while so many are suffering as they live with great uncertainty and pressure and pain We are reminded, if not bombarded, with grim and ghastly news as it streams through our TVs, our papers and social media and our conversations. It can seem relentless and overwhelming. I believe that we have a choice to make and we have an obligation. We can consciously or subconsciously go along with the grim media outpourings and mutter vague optimistic comments to those in need. Or we can lean into God, who is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger, rich in love, for he is good to all and has compassion on all he has made. I think if we understand the power of hope and we have access to the God of hope and all his heavenly resources, then we have a role to play. We have to remember who we are and remember our mandate. Isaiah 61 says, The spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me, because he's anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor, he sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. The everlasting hope that we have in Jesus is not just ours to keep, it's ours to give away. So let's be praying for ourselves and for others at this time. Maybe we need to reflect on how we use that sense of hope, how we talk about it, how we think about it. Are we hopeful people? Are we sitting in despair, soaking up all the grim news? Let's ask the Holy Spirit for wisdom, for strength and direction. We can be the people of hope. We can make a difference in our community, in our local community and in our world. So let's remember who we are. Maybe this is something that you can discuss in your belonging groups. Is there anything here that flagged up for you? Something we could do is to um, think about that word from the New Testament, the Greek word, elpis, which means confident expectation. Perhaps we can go through uh, some scriptures that contain the word hope and change it to confident expectation and see how that feels, see how that sounds, see if that makes a difference. Enjoy thinking about it, enjoy reflecting on it, enjoy discussing it. Thanks for listening.